I, this is not related to anything, but this picture that I just saw on Twitter as I was waiting for this Zoom to load, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show you this picture through, ah, fuck, it doesn't work. Whatever, it's a sign and it says, fish on cheeseburger. We'll miss you. Love always. Ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even know oh, what but means. they're missing it, so <laughs> that's disgusting. I'm Gilda. I'm Steph. And this is Saturday Night High. <laughs> and we have just finished watching season one, episode 16, which aired March 13th, 1976. It starred Anthony. Perkins and Betty Carter was Betty Carter was the musical guest. I also don't know why I said starred for the host. That was that was a weird one on my part, but you know what? I just smoked weed and that's why because this is Saturday Night High and I'm high. Yeah, we get stoned and give you our recaps of the Saturday Night Live episodes we've watched. So yeah. We this one was um interesting. It was hold open. We get started with Chevy Chase and he's talking about how there's complaints about how Saturday Night Live has been really bloating the sketches and you know extending them for filler, which they have been, as we saw with that nine minute shotgun sketch or nine minute three locale guidance counselor thing like yeah that's a valid complaint so it was like a three minute call a lot of replays yeah where they were just yeah and he was drawing things out and you see where it's going because chevy chase he sits back he's tipping backwards and it's like okay he's he's gonna fall in his chair but what i didn't see coming was his legs coming up and taking the desk with him he got covered in water it was a thing it was. It was a lot. I enjoyed it. I also thought that he was doing a really good impersonation of like a professor who's just trying to waste time at the beginning of class as the rest of the students get there because this professor thinks that they're late and they're just they're not skipping, they're just late. And it's like that's never the case, <laughs> unfortunately, for that professor. That is never the case. Nope. Then we went into Anthony Perkins is a monologue and I mean I I straight up only know him from Psycho um and he did end up like mentioning Psycho a few times throughout the episode which was nice um for those of us who are uncultured I guess um <laughs> he was talking about the how this is gonna be his first time playing a character who's not him it's it's or a character who is not a character it's him god (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's himself and he's fine he's normally fine with being live in terms of theater but not in terms of not in terms of live tv and yeah he was saying he was um you know he was so happy it was live and it was like he kept saying oh it's live it's live and it's like okay they're doing the self-aware thing again like yeah we get it um but then he like starts 
there's a fly and he like pretends to eat the fly and then he like starts throwing a full-on mantrum it was a lot about about his good luck panties i started to feel like they were just filling time with this one i was like like, is that why they had the cold open be about filling time? Because they were just like, oh, fuck, we have to fill time. And we just. It felt like it. I don't know. I just, I was weirded out when he kept thanking us for letting him be himself. And I was like, is this Michael O'Donoghue in a skin suit? Like, why does he keep saying that? Why is he trying to. Yeah, that was kind of weird. He was, he kept going on and on about it. I was like, okay, bro. Um, also, they called him Tony, which was kind of cute. I don't know if that's what people referred to him as back then, but they referred to him as Tony, and I thought that was cute. Um, I thought it was adorable. Yeah. I also, it reminded me, I mean, we're in the middle of our crown binge, and there's Anthony, what's his face, the photographer, and Margaret calls him Tony. And so it just, it reminded me of that. Whoa. I didn't even think about that. Love that, though. Um, the next sketch was the recurring sketch of the episode which was a president's view on marijuana and I particularly liked the sketch yeah I thought it was funny um it was Gerald Ford trying to roll a joint and I mean I know I can't roll a joint for shit but I know that what he was doing is not how you do it like he was like sprinkling tobacco it was he was sprinkling weed it was tobacco like loose leaf um on the table and trying to light it up. It was ridiculous. He like rolled the joint and then tried to put it in there. Um, And he started off by saying like, oh, I guess if they're gonna legalize it, I might as well learn what to do now. Um, It was cute. The next sketch was um, fucked up, in my opinion. Um, Jane Curtin goes to therapy and the therapist is uh, Anthony Perkins. And she's talking about how she has these issues with commitment and she can't open up or she can't get turned on. And, you know, she can do everything right, but she just can't. And like, he starts like getting really close to her and putting his arms around her. And I'm like, okay, I don't like this. And they it's like he starts singing to her and she's talking and she's like clearly distressed and worked up and then she like switches to like she like sings the same line that he'll sing and then she'll go right back to talking about her issues and i was actually kind of low-key impressed by jane Curtin's ability to go from sentence 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 into singing a song perfectly with another person and then back into talking like i don't think i could do that but it was like he was trying to therapize her by therapize <laughs> by singing to her, but it was like brain. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like it. It was creepy. It turned into a dance routine, and he gave her ah. a, a song to practice for the next session. I thought he said next session bring a dude. Was I just hearing things? I don't know. Um, but yeah, when they started dancing, I was kind of like impressed by how good it was. It was a full-on performance, but also I was like, what the hell is this sketch? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, so Steve's brother called, so I had to ignore that. Sorry. We were talking about um, 
Jane Curtin therapy. Yeah, it was a really impressive dance thing. But no, the um, what he said at the end of the sketch was he gave her like an old, he gave her like a show, a show tune to learn for the next session. Oh, that makes more sense than him telling her to bring a guy next week. I was like, what are they going to do? Sing a group number? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe. I, and maybe I missed it. Maybe he did say bring a guy. And I thought he said, like, bring a show tune. I, I don't know. But I was under the impression he gave her, it was a song. It was like a title I recognized. Oh, okay. Like, what, what he, it's like it's like something I was like, oh, okay, haha, I get this. I, so it didn't register as a guy's name. I don't know. I was stoned when I was watching it, and I didn't really like the sketch. It was like, well, on to the. I, I pulled my DJ Khaled, another one. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was just straight up not kind of feeling that sketch. Um, the next thing was the strangest sketch I've seen. It starts with Gilda on the phone talking to her friend, and she has hired somebody because she needs help with cleaning her house, except she hired this person from, what was it? I didn't write it down. It was, uh, she hired the person from the back pages of the Village Voice, which is um, where you would find personal services of whatever you'd like. Like, it was... Yeah, that it's where you find sex workers and kinky stuff. Yeah, and then Lorraine Newman walks in, and that, was it? I, I, was Jane, I thought that was Jane Curtin. It probably was Jane Curtin. <laughs> Jane Curtin walks in. It was Jane Curtin. There's no way because yeah, it's been a day. <laughs> he turned on. Sorry. The, I mean, dude, he fucking has been. It has been a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so she, so Jane Curtin walks in and starts taking off her jacket and she's wearing all leather. She's just head to toe leather daddy and she. Uh, I would have called her a dominatrix. Well, she was definitely a dominatrix, yeah. <laughs> like a leather daddy type dominatrix. Because you can be dominatrix without leather. There were buckles. Yes. That's true. That's true. I, I was like, wait, leather daddy? She didn't look like a leather daddy. She looked hot. What are you? How fucking stoned were you? Is a leather daddy not hot? I think the idea, I think the, the phrase leather daddy is kind of hot. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah. Jane Curtin, very clearly a sex worker. And... I thought Gilda Radner thinking S&M stood for scrubbing and mopping was fucking adorable. So cute. But yeah, it basically just consisted of Jane Curtin uh, shaming Gilda Radner's housework and like pushing her down to the floor, pushing her face into the floor. It's like, look at this floor wax. It's wax on wax. You're not washing your floor. And like they go through different, a few different types of um, sick sadism they they go through a few different types of humiliation where jane Curtin's just straight up yelling yelling at gilda radner and she's like well if it makes me a better housewife and she says well what about the windows and jane Curtin goes to the closet 
and she takes her coat out and she's like okay i made it very clear in my ad i do housework i do cleaning i do not like i draw the line at windows or something like that like storms out and like gilda radner's just like sitting on the floor like oh my god they do nothing yeah i i was laughing pretty fucking hard i liked that sketch I did too. I liked how Jane Curtin, you know, she was professional the whole time. Like this woman really is good at her job. Yeah, that's everything you would want. The character. And yeah. also yeah. the actress. Yeah. Yes. Then, oh, what the heck? I'm getting a phone call from my dad. Oh, no. God. Okay, I'm going to take this real fast. Should I not? No, take it. We will start a new session. We... We'll be back after a short break. <laughs> Just did that. And I, I had to re-up after all of that. Me too. After. Jesus. <laughs> like. I still have a few of those bullet points to respond to, but I'll do it in text after this because, yeah, no. It was a lot for a short phone call. Really packed it in there. Yeah. Well, and I mean, my favorite part was, oh, you want to call later? No, it's good. And then you both laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, you really don't have to. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes my mother's gotten to the point where she's like, we, we good? Can, I'm just going to watch MSNBC and go to sleep? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You don't have to talk to me. <laughs> but where we were at? Norman Bates School of Motel Management. Yes. So that was the next sketch. And it was an ad for that. And it was just Anthony Perkins talking about his school. And he did this little, like, sample quiz that you would... Maybe you have to take as a student, you know, see how good you'd be at running a hotel. And it was multiple choice. And the answer to C every time was like hacker's death or some shit like that. The kitchen knife. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he gets a phone call from his mom, but it's just like him doing his mom's voice behind the cover of like a newspaper. It's, it was great. Yeah, it was really just, I, yeah, I thought it was a fun take on Psycho. They, it didn't aim for much. It was what it was, and it did it well. It was simple to fit in. Yeah. Then we had the kind of return of the Muppets, but it was really just Plubis and Scred begging Anthony Perkins for time on the show, and they were saying they destroyed our gorch, and he's like, I, I don't know what that means. He's like, they destroyed our home! And it's like, oh, okay, so I, I, yeah, I think it's kind of over. Um, yeah, I, oh, it, oh, and it was Anthony Perkins giving the Muppets advice. And he's like, you know, you never know. There's ups and downs in show business. Like, look at me here. I'm here now. And they're like, yeah, you're here now. And he's like, yeah, no, four weeks ago I was on Broadway in Equus, and now I'm eating flies on late night TV. <laughs> thought that was funny. It was like, where'd you get the flies? Um, but yeah, it was 
funny. It was uh, really cute when the Muppets first came on stage. Everybody in the audience clapped and was like really excited to see them. And I was too until they said that they destroyed Gorge. I was a little bit like, ooh, shit. Um, and then they said that their dressing room was given to the bees. I thought it was funny. It was cute. I love the Muppets, even though this was just them being upset. Um, so yeah, we had our first musical performance by Betty Carter, who she was an American jazz singer known for her like improv techniques when she sang, and she performed a medley of Music Maestro Please and Swing Brother Swing. I loved her suit. I loved how she danced. I loved Swing Brother Swing, and I really miss playing jazz with people. That's what I felt during that performance. It was a great performance, and her voice was just like so prominent, I thought, in the music. It was so simple. I loved it. Yeah. It was it was incredible. And yeah, then we had part two of the president's view on marijuana. And it starts with uh, you know, Chevy Chase, and he's saying, well, this is what Ron said, he knows, Ron would know, and I'm like, Reagan? Like, is that what he's saying? Um, no, no, so that was actually his chief of staff, um, who is hosting the next episode of Saturday Night Live, so, whoa, yeah, it's like a whole press yeah gerald ford chief of staff ron do you think they do they definitely purposely do jokes about people before those people are on like they did a timothy chalamet joke like a while ago and boom oh oh a hundred percent yeah oh and it was it wasn't ron johnson it was ron nesson and he was gerald ford's press secretary so oh he's still alive Woo! That's awesome! I think, is this the first classic host? No, Candace Bergen's still alive. And so is Rob Reiner. I need to stop just making shit up, apparently. Lily Tomlin's alive! Yeah, right, yeah. Th this, is why, this is why I shouldn't say shit. Um, anyway, yeah, Ron Nesson. So he was like, oh, this is how Ron, this is how Ron told me to do it. Um, and then I thought it was funny. He ended it with, I'll veto it, I don't care. That was really funny. I liked that line. He's like, he'll veto it because he can't roll a joint. Is that what he was trying to do in that? Because in that sketch, like, it seemed as if he was, I don't even know, he had this little contraption. It was in the contraption. It seemed more complicated. Okay, so he was using the contraption wrong, and that's why. So what you do with that contraption is you put the rolling paper in a U and then you sprinkle the weed in it and then you twist the ends and then you pick it up and you have a rolled joint. It's like a joint roller machine. Oh. It's the only way that I've ever been able to roll a joint is like through one of those things because it's like a machine that does it for you. Damn, I love that. I, I always have to fucking buy my own. <laughs> yeah, no, it, no, and that's exactly it. 
but yeah, no, that was the thing is that he was sprinkling the weed in first and then he put the paper in. It was like, it's such an easy piece of machinery to use. And he, he fucked it up because he's Gerald. Ford. I figured that's what was going on. I just didn't know what the fuck he was trying to do in the first place. So then I felt kind of silly. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. He was just trying, he was just trying and failing to roll a joint. And then you know how they do the cut scenes in between when they go to commercial like they'll show people sometimes with like funny things yes i don't have anything to say about what they said but the guy that they cut to after the second presidential joint rolling sketch looked like a 70s conan o'brien like it looked like it could have been conan's dad and that was just a random stoner thought i had in the middle of snl and then it I wrote it down and moved on. Wow. I remember thinking somebody looked particularly striking when they did those cut cut to the audience things, but I don't remember who. So maybe it was that person. Maybe I was also thinking, is that you? Um, Well, but I mean, Conan is sexy. I Fair. I don't care. I'll I'll own up to that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then we had... Weekend update. Um, I don't even remember what Chevy Chase started with. What nonsense he started with. I, was, I don't know. It was something about making noise or not making noise. And I was just not here for it this week. Some weeks it works. Some weeks it doesn't. This week it did not. Although what did work was him Hold saying, on. good evening, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... I laughed at that. And then I think it was like the first or second joke in Weekend Update. It was about a vaccine for syphilis and the woman that was spearheading the project. And then he went like, because like spearheading, like, because nothing can't be a dick joke with this man. Um, He said, put the blood of a chicken into rabbits. And they say it now works, or she says it now works because in her experience, she now clucks like a bunny. And I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was a good one. The audience really liked that one. I liked that one. Um, I liked the Patty Hearst artist's rendering. This week it was stop motion baby dolls. It like kind of like the small world type baby dolls or like cabbage patches. I don't know what the fuck you call that shit. But it was baby dolls and yeah, it was stop motion. Maybe? It honestly probably took them so long to make that. I was surprised. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing it's like footage they didn't make it. It's like found footage or like fair use. But still, who the fuck is making stop motion baby doll? SNL or not, who's doing that? Michael O'Donoghue. Oh, there was an ad in the middle of Weekend Update that was like, it started off and it was like, an, I thought it was an art piece, but it was just like a man who had sold space on his face. It was like a map. And I was like, okay, so this is Michael O'Donoghue, right? And then I'm like, well, you know what? This could also be like weird Al Franken, because I could... Th- I could see Al Franken thinking that was fucking hilarious. I mean, yeah, it started out as this man 
coughing and it's like this is your coughing center and then it did the same thing for like sinuses and the nasal center um and i thought it was gonna be like a psa for some sort of sick related thing but then it wasn't yeah. then it was like it was... land is scarce use your head fucking weird so weird but i kind of liked that <laughs> yeah it just freaked me out i don't know i i, I just ooh, there was something that squicked me and i can't even describe what like it's just like you know how like some people like small circles yeah. freak them out or like it, it's it's like for some reason something about that sketch set off basically that same reaction in me and i was like i don't like this and i was squirming the whole time visually it was yeah. rather striking i would say mm. yeah oh yeah no it was striking it struck you well and me not so well so but that's the wonderful thing about this show is that you know it literally everyone can watch it and someone like something you might love someone else might hate and that's the fun in talking about it so yeah that's why we're here carry on um something to talk about i guess would be john belushi's little bit um this week where he was the meteorologist and he was talking about you know marge comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb and he was talking about how March feels across the world, and it was all different shit like that. I... <laughs> it it was literally just different countries and the animals from those countries. And he was like talking about kangaroos and dingoes, and he's like, it, it's not, not necessarily because a... we're, we're the well, king. not necessarily. True. Yeah. Yeah, he said. Well, yes, but he said they were. But were they actually? I don't think kangaroos and dingoes are. I, I can't remember where he said they were, but it was just like him combining random animals and being very worked up about it. And he then like proceeds to have a heart attack and dies. Very bizarre is what that was. Like, yeah, didn't really see that coming. And then the phone rings and Emily Latella calls in. I loved this. Yeah, it was so, it was cute and it was fresh. It was like, she was upset that she didn't have uh she didn't have her spot and she wanted to talk about conserving national racehorses and he's like no 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 we had someone else on i'm sorry maybe next time and she's like is this cheddar cheese <laughs> chevy chase is like no this is chevy chase and her answer is her answer is oh i must have the wrong number bye-bye cheddar cheese I mean, that was, that's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah. Um, and that was really it to weekend update this week, I would say. Um, the next sketch was like a restaurant and it's Anthony Perkins on a date with Gilda and he's talking about how it's so weird that they've worked in the same building for so long and yet they don't really know each other and she's like oh no I feel like I know you pretty well from our like five second conversations on the elevator um and 
then he tells her that he's actually married and looking to have something discreet with her in a um, closet and she's all fucking ready to go and as they're leaving just a bunch of fucking women like recognize him yeah so he basically spends the first part of the sketch trying to convince Gilda that he's never really done this and he just needs to you know spice up his life and the and that yeah she's it, it was like the most unromantic like I want to have an affair but it was gross and yeah then when he spends this whole thing saying I've never done this before either don't worry about it and then he gets up and you realize he's done this with like every woman in the fucking bar and then as Anthony Perkins is going up the stairs Scred shows up and he was oh god Scred was great (laughs) it was actually really cute Scred was wonderful. He did a little Emily Latella impression that was so good. Yeah, he said something about like a toasted English Muppet and he was going off about it. And then Tony was like, okay, well, obviously what you misheard was a toasted English muffin. And then Scred goes, never mind and like the perfect little voice um it was it was cute he was basically just trying to like show his talents outside of the Muppets should he decide to leave the Muppets um but then Pluvis uh enters and I talked and and then they left (laughs) yeah it was that was that. Um, we had the third and final Ford on marijuana. And uh, this time, Chevy Chase or Gerald Ford, he, um, he was somewhat successful in rolling a joint, but not really. And then he like ripped it in half in the process of rolling it and then decided to set it on fire. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess that might work, but... He just got frustrated. Yeah. He also, I don't know, it looked like he was kind of rolling it like a burrito. But, yeah. (laughs) That's all I had to say for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, Gary Weiss needs to go. I don't know why everybody clapped so damn hard when he like brought up the fact that he had done that video last week, which was just a remake of the video from the previous week, except it was a dog. Um, I mean, it was a cute dog, but I don't know. The applause was a bit much. Yeah, and I mean, he did go on to direct a bunch of, um, or conceptualized music videos walk like an egyptian you can call me al um i'm looking at his yeah i don't really know why um oh no he's not going to be gone until 77 oh no um well yeah so uh this time 
he filmed people, he filmed five New Yorkers and their relationships between the relationships between them and their pets. And I think one of them was the guy we saw in the first pet Gary Weiss film. But just like, why? I, I, I don't, there was nothing better in New York to film. Like, I know New York was an absolute fucking dumpster fire in the 70s. But like, you couldn't find anything better than these five people and their pets? It was so weird how little effort I felt was put into this. It was just like, yeah, I'm going to do the same thing that I just did twice, except now I'll do it five times in a row. And yeah, you're right. One of them was the cat and the guy from the first video. And it ended with the guy and his dog from last week's video. Um, And the audience also really liked that. I mean, again, cute dog. But, like, I don't know why we're really spending time on this. Yeah. I I really don't feel... Yeah, again, this is like an adult comedy show. Why? Why? There was another... There was a school sketch with Anthony Perkins, Lorraine Newman, and John Belushi. And it was about a student coming back to school and protesting the grade she got. And I was actually... When I saw or when I when I yeah when I saw the premise of the sketch I was like oh fuck oh no where is this going she's bargaining for a grade like Saturday Night Live don't do it I similarly had that moment it was I I was nervous for like a solid minute um well really more than that through the entire thing but yeah she doesn't deserve this b on this paper and you think she's talking about the paper but she's also followed by john belushi in a b outfit or b costume and um he's like standing behind the teacher backing up what the teacher says on every point he makes about her paper but at one point he's like putting his antennae in his mouth and it she was, was just like, goofing what? around um And yeah, basically the professor ends up saying, okay, uh, you know, I'll go a little easy on you, which again, I got a little bit scared. I was like, oh no. Um, Yeah, yeah. But he says he won't give her a B, he'll give her a B plus. And then there's a literal child wearing a B costume who comes out and John Belushi holds, which was pretty cute. And I did like to see the baby bee. It was. Yeah. It was like, you got a bee. It was like an additional bee. It was cute. Um, We then had a series of three sketches, only one of which I thought was amusing. And they were like, they called them cheapo horror films. The first one was Terror Lunch, and Jane Curtin and Lorraine Newman were talking about what they were going to do with their hair, and the waiter comes out and serves them their food, and Lorraine Newman screams at asparagus, and then they both end up screaming bloody murder about, like, hollandaise or something. I I don't know. It was... I did not I did not get it other than it was mocking this I get that it was mocking a type of film 
like these like stupidly low budget horror films they were just mocking like the the things that the bad guys in the horror films were just like ridiculous sometimes they're just so like over the top so yes i get what they were going for it just wasn't fucking fun no it wasn't it felt a little bit obnoxious at times like when the end of each little advertisement or little trailer came the title of the film was then sang by somebody i wasn't really sure who was singing it but somebody after terror lunch was like terror lunch like some shit like that um and then they kept doing that yeah it felt like something that i don't know like a 10 year old boy would do so yeah no the second one was dressed to kill and basically Gilda Radner comes home and she has this big black cloak on and it's wrapped around her and she's saying that this woman at the department store this man at the department store asked if if they could dress her and she's like well of course and so she gets this beautiful dress and she takes off her coat and her husband Anthony Perkins is like oh my that's beautiful and he goes to hug her and because her dress is her dress is literally made of spikes and knives it stabs him to death and again, I mean, it was like kind of funny, but like, yeah, like that one I got where they were going. That one I got, they were mocking the horror. The other ones were just dumb. Yeah, no, but also I thought it was kind of funny how, like, at the end of that trailer, it said, like, do not reveal the surprise ending that you just saw to anyone. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think that was like a tactic used, like, don't tell your friends, because the minute you're told not to tell someone, you're going to tell someone, and therefore that would boost their revenue. So, I, I don't know. But the third and final is Tony Perkins as himself, or his psycho character, but it was as himself and his own mother, and he wanted to walk to school, and she wanted to drive him to school, but he was playing both roles. I believe it was another psycho joke, so... Yeah, I thought that was kind of cute. Uh, I, what? I haven't, I haven't seen Psycho. Oh my god, no way. I watched it. I got it from the library, um, and I watched it with... <laughs> dear yeah he was a little bit freaked out but he also didn't want to leave me the fuck alone so what are you gonna do i bet uh, i mean yeah you, you know what pick your poison you want to be around me this is what we're watching <laughs> yeah um wait what was okay so yeah so yeah the driven to school yeah simple easy um the next thing was the uh home movie and this one starts and it's a man he's eating peanuts and then he goes to sleep and like just as I thought that this was about to be a live action home movie the peanuts come to life um and get really active I don't even know how to explain it yeah so this dude he leaves all the peanut shells on the table and the remaining peanuts in the bag of peanuts see the shells and they're like oh my god because it's like the bodies of their former family peanuts peanut members i don't know anyway their former family members are lying in pieces in front of them 
And the Peanuts are like, oh, he did this. And so they decide to get revenge. And they pull the meat cleaver over to the guy. And it's like they, like, walk it all the way over to the couch, pull it up behind the couch, drop it on his head, and then they have arranged the carcasses of their fallen brethren into... They have arranged them on the table to say eat fruit so yeah that was how that ended and i actually thought that was pretty cute like not as dark as last week's claymation whatever the fuck that was not as dark as mr bill um it was cute it was cute is what i would say about it honestly eat fruit yeah sure (laughs) yeah i like apples and then um betty carter sang I believe she's saying, I can't help it. And she was still wearing that really cute white suit that she had on before, which I was happy about. I thought it was a cute outfit. Yeah. I And she was still killing it. I really Absolutely. love the quality of music that, I mean, not that they don't, I mean, they've had very, okay, Saturday Night Live this season has had very good music because rock bands, simple, bring them in covid test them they set up their amps they play their shit they get out they don't you know the dua lipa thing with dancers that was special that was you know new newer artist whatever um but the rest of them have pretty much just been rock acts and i really so this season snl has been good but in the past it's really been very hit or miss goes with the charts one hit wonders and it's very forgettable whereas a lot of these performances I am downloading some of the songs afterwards and it's like really solid musicianship and really quality content. And yeah, so I'm very, I'm very happy with early SNL's music. Yeah. Just the music in general is, is built different than the music today. Yeah. Um, And then we had a sketch that was like a club and they had the sign that said fun music law enforcement and this was located in buck county and it was like a disco and i don't even know they were just like disco i don't even know what what was going on here there were cops so it was like i'm pretty sure it was like the cops were throwing they were throwing like an event for local youth and they were talking and so like they were like oh come on our first contestants are so and so and like the officer saying there's going to be uh he'll come down and he'll call out names and he'll pick people and when he picks them they then uh so he picks Lorraine Newman and John Belushi and this is Dan Aykroyd Dan Aykroyd is like the sheriff and he's on the dance floor. He picks them and he's like, okay, identification. And they both pull out their wallets and show them, show Dan Aykroyd their wallets. And um, and he then proceeds to read off, off their information to someone who's doing a background, like, background search on them in real time. And he's telling them, that, oh, we're screening you for a prize. And it's like, this is just entrapment. Um, I don't... Yeah, it was, there was then like an issue. They had, they were called away from the scene. I guess Lorraine Newman's character may have had a warrant out for her arrest. I don't know. So she may have gotten lucky. It was cute. I just, 
I don't know. But that as um, they were getting their information, they were also putting out the warrant. Like I thought that the warrant was like being put out as the information was being like received. Huh. If that makes sense. Um, Maybe. Either way, so bad. <laughs> yeah, either way, it's yeah, either way, not cool. That's not how the justice system's supposed to work. But it's how it does work. A cap. Well. Uh, yeah. And then there were the good nights, which I thought were just kind of cute. They were all just jumping over each other. And the Muppets were there. Yeah. What was your least favorite sketch? My least favorite sketch was probably the therapy one um i'm a little bit too uncomfortable yep gave me the heebie-jeebies didn't like it either yeah i think my runner up would probably be the um president's view on marijuana okay um yeah my runner-up um my runner-up was SNM housework. Almost my runner-up. So tough. So many, some actually really good ones this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, my runner-up is SNM housework because, I don't know, Gilda Radner being the innocent housewife needing help with cleaning and her, she hired what she thought was someone to help clean her house, but it was a dominatrix. But in the end, she did help her clean her house because like she gave her like things, like she pointed out things she was doing wrong. So like, I, I don't know, I, I just thought that mixed with the, it was like Gilda's innocence plus the cleverness of it, plus Jane Curtin being a sexy fox, you know. It was pretty great, yeah. Um... Now I'm surprised that I didn't have that as my top one. Because then for my top one, I was thinking the Norman Bates School of Management ad. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I think I want to flip my runner-up and my best. I think my best was SNM housework, and I think my runner-up was uh, President Ford rolling joints. Now that I've now that I have re now that I've talked it through with you, it's because I and I had. President Ford rolling joints are failing to as my best because I was like, you know what? That was fucking relatable. I can't roll a joint. But the more I think about it, it was funny, but SNM housework, it was clever. There were layers. It was clever. I, that's was my cute. best. Excellent choice. Um, and you said you picked. Norman. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, ready to go. Yeah, Norman. I, I'm honestly still thinking Norman. Um, Norman Bates Hotel, nope, Norman Bates School of Hotel Management <laughs> would probably be, um, yeah, still, I would say, number one. So, okay, so, <laughs> I, oh, fuck, who's calling me? It's my fucking dad! Yeah, no, no, we are finishing this. He can wait. Okay. 
You can find us. Hey, sorry, sorry. No, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast. You name it, we're there. If we're not, you should email us. It's satinighighpod at gmail.com. We also have a website, satinighighpod.com. Our username is satinighighpod on YouTube, Reddit, Twitter, uh, but on Twitter, night spelled N-I-T-E because of character limit. We're also on Facebook. Yep. I live tweet um, live episodes when they occur. I am on Twitter. But even when there aren't live episodes, we have classic episodes. Also, we have a backlog. So go binge listen. Enjoy yourselves. Be well and happy highs. And happy holidays.